This is the biggest crypto project for 2024. This is the only project that could potentially bring billions of eyes to Web3. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leverage trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only welcome to the bean pod this is shane aka the jolly green investor this is josh the nifty investor today we're going to be discussing what is without question one of the most important and biggest crypto projects for the year of 2024 Today, we have the founder of Hello Labs, Paul Kaslin, who's going to be on the show today discussing killer whales. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on again. It's been a minute since we last spoke, so I'm super excited to tell you about all the fun things that have been happening at Hello Labs and and the premiere of killer whales, which is on the horizon. Awesome. Let's start right from the very beginning, maybe for anybody who's not familiar. How was the idea for the killer whale show conceived? So we were having a brainstorming meeting at Hello Labs And we realized that a lot of us had very similar ways into this industry. We'd all made the same mistakes. We'd all chased the next new kind of altcoin and and found out that we'd bought it at the top and kind of rode it all the way down. And there was no real educational kind of experience in that. And then what we've thought is that wouldn't it be great if there was a TV show that let us wade in from the shallow end rather than jumping in from the deep end of crypto. And I think what Killer Whales does a great job of is kind of bringing you in for the entertainment but you leave a bit more educated and a bit more knowledge of the industry than what you came in with. Right. So basically, you know, as, as we've talked about, you know, we've covered Hello Labs, we've covered Killer Whales, we've covered this show for a long time. And, you know, as you said, we're, we're on the eve of the premiere. So it's really going to be interesting to get into the nitty gritty details of the show. You know, everyone's already familiar with Shark Tank and how businesses come onto Shark Tank and pitch their businesses. So when it comes to the format of Killer Whales, have you basically taken that and gone and put a crypto spin on it? Or is there a bit of a different way that you've structured the killer whale show in terms of what people will see in the format of it? I think on the surface, it may look like Shark Tank and that you've got the kind of five people in the seats. And then you've also got someone pitching on what the other side of the screen. But I think what's really different is that this show is not about investing. Instead, it's about exposure. And it's about giving projects that are potentially being overlooked by the industry a chance in the spotlight to kind of tell the world their stories, both from the human aspect, as well as what they've been building over the last couple of years. And, and kind of, it's just a great chance for them. The show acts like a, the show is almost a shop window for those projects to kind of tell the world about, about themselves and, and their projects. I think that's so important, especially in this day and age of crypto, is that people will be able to watch the founders of projects get grilled about their projects on TV, right? Because, you know, there's so much in crypto that is anonymous. 
you don't get straight answers from founders. You know, you ask the most direct question in some projects, Telegram group or on the Twitter, and they just don't answer. You're right? banned. You're, yeah, banned. <laughs> exactly, right. So when you're going to see yeah. killer whales, you know, I know this is one of the things that you guys wanted to bring to the world of crypto is transparency and trust. And it's such an important thing for a new and early stage industry as a whole. I think as well, it's kind of, there's nowhere to hide in that studio. You literally have the five killer whale judges and you have the projects pitching there's no kind of like, oh, can we go again? Can we stop recording? There's just nowhere to hide in that space. And like you rightly say is this space is rife with people just being able to dodge the questions. And on Killer Whales, there's there's nowhere to dodge. You, you're in the spotlight, you're being grilled. And it's kind of for some of these projects, it was really hard to watch as a producer because on the way in, I thought, you know, this is going to be, they're going to do really well. But then when they're put under the spotlight and the whales are kind of really going at them, you see them start to kind of, quiver almost and kind of fall apart. And I think as anyone in a business is that you want the founder or the, the guy who runs that business to be solid as a rock. And I think it's as much about the human aspect and who runs these companies as it is about the actual technology on the projects themselves. Yeah. But even like when you, when you're watching, you know, Shark Tank or even some of these shows like X Factor and stuff, when you're talking about, you know, making a show killer whales that you want to be entertaining and viral, Sometimes watching someone melt down on TV can be entertaining. You know what yeah, I mean? Like sure. you don't always want everyone to be successful. That's why they put these people that sometimes they can't even sing. They yeah. put them on X factor and you watch them melt down. So, you know, there's a balance that you guys are obviously going to have to figure out is what do people want to see? Is it, you know, only successful projects that they want to invest in potentially at home? Obviously great, but also viral and entertaining television. Like there's something to be, there's something to be said for that. So there's a lot of interesting things that you guys will be able to do for sure. So Paul, you're Grammy nominated. Like that's that's a huge accomplishment, right? You've 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 worked on some huge shows in the past, worked with some big names, I believe, like Rihanna and Justin Bieber, et cetera. So how does working on those shows compared to directing and working with the killer whales compare? I think the main difference is those shows were already operating and then I was kind of plugged into them. Um, so I was kind of brought in to kind of make them even better. But the interesting thing with killer whales is me and the team at Hello Labs have built it from scratch. So it's our baby to be able to kind of like nurture it whatever way we want. And I think it was really, it's been a, a long process. It's been two years in the making and there's been lots of different iterations and it's chipping away at the, the kind of fabric of the show to make it into something that is entertaining, but also is educational as well. And it's, as you guys know, from spending time in this industry, there's such a fine line between kind of what's a net positive for the space and what's a net negative. And I think we've really kind of done well to kind of be a net positive for the space. And I think when people watch the show, I think it's, people will um, inherently be skeptical of the new TV show, especially in this space because of all of the bad press and everything else that's gone before in the crypto space. But I think what this show does really well is kind of bring the human aspect to the, the kind of whole space and kind of gives that um, feeling that these are real people too, just like you and I, and they're trying to do something to kind of favor their kind of um, their entrepreneurship and kind of make a better life for themselves. So I think that's a key part of it. And I also think there's just from a, a kind of legal perspective and the kind of structure of the show, there's a lot of learnings that we had there and a lot of hoops that we had to jump through to make sure that the show is above board and we did background checks and Kind of all the legal aspect is a big part of the show as well. For sure. We do have a question about the legal aspect later in the episode. So uh, for anyone watching, make sure to tune in until the end to hear everything you need to know. But I wanted to kind of piggyback on what you just said about the human nature of the show and of crypto in general. Because when you look at a show mm -hmm. like Shark Tank, you know, people watch it for many reasons. 
one of them being the personalities of the judges, right? You know, what's Mar- uh, Kevin O'Leary going to do? What's Mark Cuban going to do? Or what's what some of the other people are going to do? So then you go to Killer Whales, and you look at this very interesting list of the whales that you have in the show. So we have Altcoin Daily, Crypto Banter. You have Gracie Chen from our official partner, BitGet. Uh, Crypto Wendio, Mario Nafal, Ilder, Ilder Producer, Anthony Scaramucci. You know, these are all huge personalities with millions of followers across mm. all of social media. So I think it's really, first of all, well done for getting such a star-studded and diverse and interesting cast of whales. But I want to know, give us a bit of insight. How did you decide on how to create that panel? Were there a ton of different applications? Were you reaching out? You know, tell us about how that came to be. So having worked in the TV industry for so long, I think the most important thing of any TV show is the cast and having a cast that everyone can kind of either love or hate. And I think we've kind of really picked a panel of judges that when you're watching the show, you'll have certain people that you'll agree with more. You'll have certain people that you totally disagree with. But when you're watching, I think that's one of the key things that makes you entertained is that kind of conversation starter. So almost I want you to be, when you're watching the show, to be screaming at the t- Mario, saying, I disagree with what Mario's saying. Or then Scaramucci comes in with a really good comment that you're like, oh, I see it from his perspective. So it's kind of a real mix of personalities and a real mix of backgrounds as well. So we've obviously got people from the finance world. We've got people who are influencers. And then we've got people from exchanges, like you mentioned, Gracie. And also we've got Yev, who is the uh, co-founder of Hacken, who's like a security expert. So we've really tried to kind of bring a panel together of judges that kind of represent lots of different verticals within the crypto industry. So at the beginning of the episode, we said that, you know, I I think of all the different uh, decentralized apps that I use, and it's not many. You know, I use like Uniswap and a couple other things. I literally see Hello Labs and the Killer Whales as being one of the truly only applications out there that brings billions of people into Web3. With that being said, I can only imagine that you have had thousands of projects chomping at the bit to be able to be publicized. So maybe you could let us know how many applications did you guys see to get on the show? And what does the vetting process look like to pick the right projects to be premiered? And what does a project receive for receiving a swim vote on Killer Whales? So for season one, we had 250 projects apply. Um, and that was mostly down to our kind of partnership with CoinMarketCap, who are a co-producer on the show. And they really led the search kind of of the projects worldwide. And then out of those 250 projects that applied, we then whittled them down. So obviously some of them are kind of non-starters. They're kind of meme projects or they're not docs teams. So we kind of have different stages of vetting. So we vet the first ones out. And then the second stage is when we start getting into the nitty gritty with these projects. And then we start getting into kind of the kind of the company setup, the legal structure, do they have a legal opinion? And just kind of interviewing and getting to know the founders and the people behind those projects. And then once we're through that stage, that's when we hand it over to the production team. And then they're looking for the stories then within those kind of bigger pictures. So there's people on the show, for instance, that are from kind of different parts of the world where you wouldn't expect kind of crypto projects to be blossoming. So we want to bring them in. Then there's projects that are really well-funded and VC-backed and they're brought in as well. So when you're watching it, you've really got a sense that there's all different uh, projects of all different shapes and sizes all kind of competing for the same kind of sink and swim votes. So I, I really feel like we've done a good job of bringing together what you see online every day into kind of one kind of must-see television show. And then in terms of the projects that when they come on the show, what they receive, 
So the main thing they're getting is exposure. Um, obviously, we're putting these projects in front of millions of people, both from a web-free audience and then a mainstream television audience as well. So it's a great shop window for all these projects. And then secondly to that as well, any project that gets five out of five swim boats receives mentorship from the judges. So that will help them propel them to the next level. And then in season two, we're going to be doing follow-ups with these projects, kind of where are they now? So it really is kind of the start of a journey that Killer Whales kind of becomes the go-to for the crypto industry as like a shop window in front of millions of people at home. Right, yeah. So kind of the way that you... Um, engineered your cast of the show. You had, you know, say someone from an exchange, someone from security background, someone from finance, someone from an influencer. I'm wondering, just kind of asking again about the projects that you guys did pick to be on Killer Whales. Did you did you have a mind of trying to think about, you know, what narrative is hot? Obviously, you filmed the show a while ago, so you know you have to kind of yeah. have a, a predictive mind saying, look, is is gaming going to be hot? Is is tokenization of real world assets? Is AI? Is metaverse? All these different narratives. You did you kind of want to mm-hmm. keep in mind? You know, we'll try to get a, a project maybe from each narrative, depending on what's going to be hot. Or maybe you thought, look, this isn't hot now, but maybe it's going to be hot in six months. Was there a mind of, yep. of trying to get? projects from different narratives onto the show so you can kind of cover all the bases there? Yeah, that's a a very good point about the different kind of bases that we're covering. So the crypto industry in general is just very complicated, overly complicated in a lot of ways. So what we wanted to do is create individual shows that focus on a particular theme within crypto. So for instance, we have a real world utility episode where we focus on kind of crypto that's changing the world as we know it from kind of payments to saving the environment. Then we have a gaming special where we have all of the best crypto, new crypto games coming through. Um, and they're kind of telling us about their stories and what they're developing. And we even have an episode about digital security, about how you as a viewer can kind of do better housekeeping of your kind of security so that you don't lose your crypto and you don't get hacked and you're kind of more aware of the, of what the best practices are in the space. So for us, it was just really important to have these different shows that are bite-sized and individual as well, so that you can tune in if you're a gaming fan, you're like, oh, I'll watch the gaming special. If you're an NFT fan, you can watch the NFT special as well. So it's really kind of, that was the goal from day one of make it really bite-sized, really easy to consume and really um, palatable for an audience that they can come for the entertainment and hopefully they get educated along the way. I like it, yeah. The entertainment side, great. It's like, yeah, I'm really into the NFT, so I'm going to tune into this episode, but then... That might, you know, you'll throw in a catchy hook for the next episode and be like, well, I didn't really know about uh, maybe Web3 Gaming. And now yeah. I'm to look into that a little bit more. I really like how the episodes are going to be like narrative specific. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, not necessarily the projects are competing, but the fact that you'll be able to compare projects that are working in the same narrative yeah. and that will really give... You know, your your, your your target audience is, is new people into crypto, right? So if someone doesn't know a ton about security or real-world assets, if you see three projects that are competing from different angles, you'll really be able to learn a lot about what these what problems these projects are trying to solve. So I think that's a great way to do it. I think it's also going to give newbies a chance to learn how to properly critique projects, too, before they're investing in them, which will be the huge educational component that Paul's alluded to. Yeah. So in, in, in saying that, you know, we're talking about newbies and people learning and the educational component. I think we're going to also see some grifters who are like, Oh, you guys have pre-recorded the show. You got inside information. So you guys are going to be buying the token now. Like when I'm saying you, I'm talking about, you know, the, all the panel of judges and the producers, et cetera. They're saying, Oh, you guys are buying the tokens now because you already know about what the project's doing. But 
I feel like there's probably some legality around all that. Maybe you could speak to, you know, what measures you guys have put in place to ensure that, you know, there is no insider trading, et cetera. That's a super important point you've raised. And that's something that's been very close to our hearts while we've been making the show. So we have all the judges on contracts, all the production team on contracts and NDAs that they can't invest in the projects. And I think that goes a long way from kind of protecting the viewer from any kind of insider trading. And also it's important to note as well as the show is 100% unscripted. So what you're seeing on screen is exactly as it happened. The judges aren't coerced and the votes aren't kind of manipulated by the production team. That's their own opinion. We as, a, as the producers of the show, Hello Labs, get the projects in front of the whales. And then whatever happens in, in the 15 minutes for each project gets, get, that gets in front of them, that's on them. So I think it's very important that to note that there's no investment in the show from the whales or the production team. And there's no, and the show is a hundred percent unscripted as well. Yeah, no, I think, I think the way that you've kind of structured it. So, you know, you're going to be able to pull from all the narratives in crypto to make it exciting, viral, entertaining, and everything's clearly going to be above the board because as you said, there's contracts in place. It's 100% legal. There's no insider information. The show is really made to help people learn about crypto learn about projects, learn about how to do research in projects. So I think it's very clear to us now that this show is going to be, you know, a phenomenon. When I was on the outside of the industry looking in, this was the show that I wish already existed. And I think that's something that's been really important to me and the rest of the production team and the whales as well, is this is the show that I wished I had in 2021 as a viewer to watch. So now that we've got the chance to actually make the show so that the next wave of people that come into the industry don't make the same mistake that we made, I think is super important. And, and hopefully this lays the foundation for the next kind of 100 million, 200, 300 million people to come into the space. 100%. And that leads me to my next question because, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in crypto or in business, whatever. Unfortunately, it's not if you build it, they will come. You have to get things out there, right? Yeah. So we noticed that you recently, uh, there was an article about Hello kind of starting to detail a little bit of your web two and web three distribution, your promotion strategy for the killer whale show. So yeah. I'm not sure exactly how much you can tell us, but if you can detail how you guys are going to be getting this show out, both on the web three and mainstream web two platforms, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. So the distribution strategy comes in kind of two waves. We have the kind of web three premiere on hello TV where people can use the hello tokens to watch the show and the episodes will be released weekly from February 8th. And this allows us to kind of create grassroots marketing around each of those episodes. So we'll be having spaces with all of the whales around the episode. We'll be inviting the projects on for that. And we'll also be engaging with our partners, kind of CoinMarketCap, Hacking, and some of our publication, uh, Web3 publication partners as well that are going to be announced over the next week or two. So that allows us to kind of really build this kind of conversation starter of, around each episode. And then as we build through to the Web2 release of the show, which is across mainstream streaming platforms, which happens on March 11th. So that's our kind of, the, the full season will drop and you'll be able to binge watch it there as well. So it's really kind of like two prong attack on uh, as a marketing approach, which I think is really interesting. And also I think it allows us to kind of get into the Web3 community and really build a following there before we kind of take it to the mainstream. And by that point, by the time we get into March, the idea is that we'll have lots of kind of, we'll have created this wave of fan base already that kind of pushes it through to the mainstream then. So you mentioned mainstream media. How big are we talking here? We're going to be focused on the Web3 premiere for the next kind of week or two while we get on Hello TV from February 8th. And then once we're through the Web3 premiere, 
that's when we can start turning our attention and announcing kind of the web two distribution as well. Um, but I think it's kind of something that for everyone with a smart TV, you're going to be able to watch the show uh, on one of the platforms that we have currently lined up. Um, and I'm hoping that we kind of see a real kind of swell of people tuning in to watch the show early on Hello TV before the kind of mainstream premiere. So I'm hearing that there's the premiere February 8th, but then there's mainstream distribution. Is there some sort of um, reward for the Hello Token holders currently? Will they get earlier access than maybe, you know, before watching on the mainstream? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so we recently launched the Hello TV platform, uh, which is a Web3 streaming service. So people will be able to go and use their Hello Tokens to purchase either the season or an individual episode. So I think currently the price of a season uh, is $11.99 worth of dollars worth of Hello Token. And for an individual episode, it's $2.99. Um, so Hello Token holders will be able to watch the season before anybody else. I'll be lining up first in line to watch that season for sure. <laughs> Early is good. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, we, we always talk about how finding out, finding out about projects before the mainstream mm -hmm. is always worth it in crypto. So obviously not financial advice, but yeah, like we're we're going to be watching that Hello, Hello show as soon as it comes out on the Hello TV platform. Now we talked about before how gigantic of a reach all of the the whales on the show have, you know, millions and millions of followers. And, you know, you put that into conjunction with your Hello TV Web3 distribution strategy and then, you know, the Web2 to launch on mainstream media. But what I'm wondering is how will the show be promoted across social media? Like, are the, are the killer whales, are the whales going to be out there promoting the show? Is that going to be happening in the same timeline as these major streaming platforms? How, how does that all kind of fit it together? So yeah, so we've got a lot of things planned with the whales building up to the the premiere and then around it every individual episode as well. And it's also important to note CoinMarketCap's role in this as well. So they're going to be creating a bespoke landing page for killer whales on their website. And they're also be going to do ep episode specific pages as well. Um, oh. We'll also be running spaces between, um, we, we've got a space, I, I implore everyone to tune in. Uh, on the 7th of February, kind of a pre-show, Killer Whales pre-show space on X, uh, which will have all of the whales, all of our kind of partners. I'll be there. The rest of the production team will be there. And it's a great chance to kind of hear it from the horse's mouth about the season and what we've got in store. So we've got that to, as a pre-show. And then after every episode, we're going to be doing the after show on X as well, um, which just allows kind of the community who watch the show to give their feedback and kind of hear it from the projects that are on the show, as well as the judges on how they thought things went down. And then that kind of sees us through from through each episode. So in between the episodes, we'll also be doing, um, having stories running um, on the Web3 publications, and I'll be doing a lot more interviews like this. And then as we gradually build through then to the mainstream release, that's when you'll see more of a traditional marketing approach uh, in terms of out of home advertising. So we've got billboards in Times Square, We've got LA billboards, London underground billboards, um, as well as kind of more mainstream publications picking up the show as well. So it's really kind of this like lighting a fuse that's going to kind of eventually explode once we get to kind of mainstream television release. I love it. Billboards, Times Square. We got CoinMarketCap, which is owned by <laughs> Binance. We got the biggest names in, in the space mm -hmm. promoting it. We have Web2 distribution, Web3 distribution. I don't want to jump yeah. the gun, but... After season one, what's next for Hello? 
Hello Labs. What like what else can we expect? I've been kind of banging this drum for the last year about killer whales as the focus. And now that we've got killer whales in the can and we're promoting it and we're about to showcase it to the world, our attention then turns to how do we expand expand the Hello ecosystem. So we've obviously got season two of killer whales shooting in June, which will be released later this year. And then we're also going to kind of expand the gaming division. So there's a few announcements that we're going to be making once we're through the kind of this killer whale season about what's coming next. And there's also a couple of other um, token utility um, things that we're going to be exploring as well. So once we're kind of through this kind of period of killer whales and we land it in the biggest way possible, and I think that's that's the right to focus our attention on that at the moment. Then we'll have a bit more headspace and a bit more kind of room to expand the ecosystem. I can read between the lines um, and I can see how much you guys have already done from the TV show. <laughs> I hear additional token utility. I hear ecosystem expansion. And I can only imagine how big things will be when we're talking about Web3 gaming and anything else that you have in store for any of the Hello Token holders. I think they're going to love it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Paul, we've been following you along your journey ever since all the way back in the Doge Dash days. We've seen how much work you and the entire Hello team have put into building Killer Whales. And now, look, we're so excited to watch the show, to see how the show's promoted, and see the potential, as we said at the start of the episode, to potentially bring hundreds of millions or billions of eyes into crypto. And I think you and your platform is the perfect way to do it. So yeah, thanks a lot for coming on the show. I know we've learned a lot about the, uh, the show of uh, Killer Whales, about Hello and, and, and how exciting what you've built is. So yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for having me on guys. Hopefully we'll do this again soon. Hey, make sure you guys are subscribed. Make sure to like and comment any of your, what you're looking forward to when it comes to the Killer Whales and the Hello Labs team. And then tune to the next episode. Because that one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Beanpod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Beanpod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.